0: If you would, please, find you, get your Bible, turn to uh, 2 Kings chapter 9, 2 Kings chapter 9, and uh, I uh, was watching something on TV and it triggered my mind of a woman on TV is talking about it's going to uh, make a difference in... Uh, what people vote for for the president of the United States and she's a movie star or or a star anyhow. And I got in the Bible beginning to study. I wanna show you something if I can, please, from Second Kings chapter nine. And I wanna begin to read in verse thirty. Verse thirty. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. And she painted her face, tied her hair her head and looked out at the window and as Jehu entered into the gate she said had Zimri peace who slew his master and he lifted up his face to the window and said who is on my side who and there looked out to him two or three eunuchs and he said throw her down and they threw her down and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses And he trod under her underfoot. And when he was come in, he did eat and drink and said, Go see now this cursed woman, and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Wherefore they came again and told him. And he said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah. The Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, This is Jezebel. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that we'll understand as Christians. Who we pattern our life after and who we mold our children after. Lord, it's so important who our heroes and who those that we look up to because it does make a difference. Bless us, we pray today now in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, uh, there's a lady came to me some time ago and asked me why I don't go to movies and, uh, some years ago, there was a movie came out of Hollywood that was called The Sins of Jezebel. Now, Hollywood's desire is to raise the tide, if I can put it that way, of the lust of the flesh. Now, most women of the world today want to be a Hollywood star, a Jezebel, if you please. They pattern their life after this type of people that they see on TV. Become stars. Become those uh, that uh, everybody's talking about, and so on. Now, uh, look at with me. Look with me, please, in verse 37 of 2 Kings chapter 9. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field of the portion of Jezreel, so they shall not say, "This is Jezebel." Notice, if you would please, Jezebel was never to be glorified by any person, much less the child of God. Now, no woman in the Bible ever uh, played so into the hands of the devil as did Jezebel. Now, I want to show today seven things about Jezebel, if I can, very quickly. Let's go back to 1 Kings now, uh, chapter 16. 1 Kings chapter 16. And I want to read verse 31. And it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethabal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal, and worshipped him. Now I want you to notice, first of all, she was raised like a heathen. Jezebel's daddy went and served Baal and worshipped him. It was a familiar sight to Jezebel then to see these prophets of Baal in their rituals before the idols over the land of Zidon. Now, notice Hollywood chooses this kind of person to portray on the screen to America or the world, yet America is called a Christian nation. Yet Jezebel hated the God of our forefathers and served and loved uh, the, the devil's worshipers. Satan is behind the scenes. Satan knows the American parent is not raising their children to love and reverence the God of the Bible. Now, I had a, a conversation just yesterday with a lady that's having trouble with her grandchildren. And uh, they, she wants to uh, help them so bad in the family, but you can't help people when they get to a certain age if you haven't brought them up right in the beginning. If you if you don't start in the young age teaching them right and you want to come along later on when they get to be teenagers, for instance, and then just turn a switch and change them to be a, um, a Christian and dress right and act right and talk right, you can't do it. Now, God can, but you can't. And people want to do that. They want to ignore their uh, young people. Now, let me show you something. According to a survey, now think about this, 21 million young people in America have never heard a clear gospel message from a pulpit. Our youth today are being raised like Jezebel of old, like heathens. Now, secondly, I want you to see she worshipped like an idolater. Now I go back to First Kings with me, uh, chapter 16. I'm going to begin to read verse 31. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace? I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong way Kings. I want to go back to First Kings. First Kings chapter 16 and verse 31. And it came to pass, if it had been a light thing to him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethabel, king of the Zedonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. In his days did Hale, the Bethelite, build Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abram, his firstborn, and set up the gates thereof as his youngest son, Zechel, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. If you take these verses, you'll understand that Ahab, the king of Israel, married Jezebel. She continues on in the idol worship, And Ahab goes along with it. Now, we're talking about the king of Israel. We're talking about the king over God's people. All all over Israel, idols to Baal were erected. Deep in the heart of this woman was a hatred for the God of Israel. And yet, although she worshipped like an idolater, she is glamorized in Hollywood. Why do you think Hollywood never glamorizes or lifts up the humble life of a real saint of God? Did you ever notice in Hollywood it's the priests that worship uh, who are always glamorized? It's never the godly old-time preaching pastor. If they're ever mentioned in a movie of any kind, it's always to degrade them. Uh, they, they, will you have a drink with me or will you have a smoke with me or it, uh, they don't dress like uh, uh, they ought to or anything else they dress, always drag down the old fashioned preacher but if it has to do with the priestly worship they lift them up they always lift them up in the movies now thirdly she lusted like a sinful monarch now I want you to watch this please I'll get to something in just a few minutes And 1st Kings chapter 21 1 Kings chapter 21. And I want you to read with me beginning in verse 13. And there came in two men, children of Beliah, and sat before him. And the men of Belial witnessed against him, even against Naboth in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth did blaspheme God and the king. Then they uh, carried him forth out of the city and stoned him with stone that he died. Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. And it came to pass, uh, when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead, that Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vengeance of Naboth the Jezreelite, which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth is, now, uh, is not alive but dead. And it came to pass, when they have heard that Naboth did, that they have rose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreite to take possession of. Now, when you read those verses, the philosophy of Jezebel was exactly what the movies of Hollywood are teaching today. Let me show you something. Jezebel was a monarch who took what she wanted at the cost of a life. Notice, please, the average American and his family works hard to provide for his family and to shelter for his family and take care of his family. Yet Hollywood glorifies the Bonnie and the Godfathers, the the molesters, the mobsters, if you would, please. They'll do anything to get what they want. The laws of God are, are nothing to them. The money must come in at any cost. Now that's a Hollywood glamorization of how to make a living, how to live in this world. It's never hard work. Uh, you show you show me any movie you want to. I, I love westerns, and I, I just like to watch them. I like John, I like Matt Dillon because when a crook goes against him, he did. Amen. And that's just the end of it. But uh, did you ever notice in the, how dirty they always are? And how a little shack they're always living in if they're hardworking people. You ever notice that? Now let me give you something. We were as poor as we could be up in West Florida where we were brought up on a farm. But brother, there's one thing about it. We were clean. I don't know if you know what lye soap is or not, but they made lye soap out of lard, if I remember right, of a hog or whatever. They made soap out of it, and you could take a broom straw and make you a broom out of it, and my mom made me scrub them floors. She put that old lye soap on them floor or wood floors. It'd be as clean as a pen. And our old clothes, it might, we might not have had good brand new clothes, but it's always clean. Not like the movie show. They don't come in dirty. We were always clean. One thing my mom and daddy always made me do before I went to bed, wash your feet. I never understood that, but uh, that was, well, buddy, you didn't go to bed at our house without washing your feet. Now, what I'm trying to show you is, if you worked hard in the movies and you tried to make a living for your family, is all that little poor place, the windows, doors falling off and screen called and off, and, and uh, clothes hanging, y'all tore off. That ain't the way they lived. Amen. Real people don't live that way. But yet, they glamorize those and take a gun and hold somebody up and make millions and, and just throw the money away because they robbed somebody of it. Jezebel. Just like Jezebel stole the vineyard. Now, I want you to watch something. She played religion like a hypocrite. Now, don't try to tell me and don't try to read in the Bible that Jezebel was not a religious person. Oh, yes, she was. According to First Kings chapter 18, verse 19, there were 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the groves which eat at Jezebel's table. Now, can you see Jezebel right in the middle of 850 prophets of Baal? Now, in this country today, many great systems of religion are being created and controlled by unsaved religious leaders. Jezebels, if you please. In John 16, says, The time will come when they shall put uh, you out of the synagogue and think they do a good service for God. Think about that. More and more, the humble, born again, saint of God, Are being suppressed by religious authorities today God never intended his people be ruled by earthly priests we are free people Uh, did you not not ever read in the Bible said Jesus said I will set you free what does he mean I'm saved by God's grace I tell people this all the time and they misunderstand me but I listen to me just a minute I am saved by the washing of the blood of Jesus Christ that's the grace of God you say, Preacher, you can take a drink if you want to, and smoke if you want to, and cuss if you want to. Yeah, I can. I'm free. I'm free from sin. Sin don't have no dominion over me, but I'm not going to do it. Amen? Because I reverence my Lord, and He saved my soul. Now, I want you to watch her on Hollywood, Glamatized Religious uh, Services. Uh, she hated, again, Jezebel. She hated truth like a false prophet. Now go back with me to 1 Kings chapter 19. Now I want you to look at verse uh, 1 and 2. Chapter 19 of 1 Kings and verse 1 and 2. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And with all I had slain all the prophets with the sword, then Jezebel sent a message unto Elijah, saying, so let the gods do to me and more also if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Now, Jezebel hated God's man, Elijah. Do you know why? Elijah cared, as it were, the word of God, and she hated God's word. Never in a Hollywood film do you hear the old King James Version of the Bible, if they read it at all, it's some of the perverted version unless it's in mockery of the Bible. Never in history has there been the Word of God been attacked like the Bible. Hollywood questions the ark, they question the creation, they question the flood, and you can go on and on. And what I'm saying here, is that Jezebel hated God's Word. She was condemned like a sinner. Now look at 1 Kings chapter uh, 21 with me for just a minute. In 1 Kings chapter 21, and I want to read the verse, there's two verses here. Verse 19, verse 19, And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Has thou killed, and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs uh, lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. Now it's the man of God talking to Jezebel, and he's prophesying what's going to happen to her. And now, if you go with me, please, to verse twenty-three? Verse twenty-three. My pages are sticking together. I found my old Schofield Bible, and I love this thing. Listen, go, verse twenty-three. And of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Now, in these two verses, God's man, Elijah the Tishbite, pronounces doom on Jezebel. Now, I believe every hour, every day, she heard these words in her ears. That the what was prophesied to her, because she knew that whatever uh, Elijah pro- prophesied, brother, is coming to pass, because she'd seen it. Now, she lived under condemnation just like uh, John chapter 3 verse 36 tells us. They were all under condemnation of sin and trespasses. Amen? Now, I want you to notice something else. Second Kings chapter 9. Now, I go back uh, to where we was in the beginning and uh, look at... She died like a dog in verse 35. Verse 35. They went to bury her and they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Do you, ever, do you ever, I like to watch every word of the Bible. Go down to verse 37. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dumb upon the face of the field of the portion of Jezreel so that they shall not say this is Jezebel. In other words, God wanted Jezebel to nobody to talk about her again. Now I want you to watch this. There's three things that's mentioned that's left of her. The feet, the skull, and the palm of her hands. The feet, swift to do evil, were not eaten. The skull containing the mine of a ruffle bait was not eaten. The palms of her wicked hands, not even the dogs would eat them. All this terrible doom came about that no future generation shall say this is Jezebel according to verse 37. Instead of seeing the Hollywood glamourization of such a person, God's people needs to see in the face uh, like in America today needs to see the wrath of uh, Holy God is pronounced upon such a person as Jezebel. She's not to be glorified. Uh, she's be c- condemned. And the only kind of a person that would glorify is a person like this, Jezebel, reprobate mind, and God says, repent. Change your mind. Turn around. Think right. And if you go back to Romans chapter 1 and chapter 2, you'll find that when they knew God and glorified Him not as God, He'll turn you over to reprobate mind, and you'll do those things that's not convenient. You'll do the greatest things in the world. And now we see uh, that people that's in Hollywood uh, telling us how to run our country, the whole country, and telling us who to vote for, how to think, what to wear. I wear a size 38 regular suit. I went in a store here a while back to buy me a suit, and you can't find a suit like this anymore. I mean, just a plain. I, I'm just a plain Joe, okay, but I go in there and they got these big old patted things you with know, flowers on the suit, on the coats, and, and everything in the world of my size. And uh, they said, but you look good in this one. Not on your luck, buddy. I'll keep looking till I find me one like I want to wear, that's conservative, not outgoing, and like a thumb stuck out at a crowd. I want to be just what I am. Amen? And I'm not going to let somebody else tell me how to dress. I I went to get me a pair of slacks, just a pair of slacks to wear. And they had these bell-bottom things on them, Look, crazy as things. I went in to try them on, and the bottom flared out, and I said, that ain't me. Amen? And anyhow, hope you get what I'm talking about. I'm not going to let... Some ungodly bunch, just because out there in Hollywood, glamorizing ungodly things, tell me how to live and tell me how to raise my children. And neither shall, should any woman let them tell you how to dress and how to talk and how to treat your children. God, we are God people. We are godly people. And we're listening to the word of God and obey Him and raise our children accordingly. And then there'll be a godly people. But you can't make them after they're grown change what you didn't do. You can't do it. Now you can pray for them, and you can ask God, and God can change them. But as far as you making a difference, but when they're young, and and I, I got I got some little grandkids right now that uh, they come up, they just come up to my chair and just hold me and talk to me, and, and uh, I got one that just blows my mind, but. Uh, the, how smart that little guy is and he'll talk to me now let me show you something if they're going to do that if they're going to come to Papa, and they're going to ask Papa, or they're going to talk to Papa? I got two grown grand boys that literally come over to me Paw, Pawpaw, how would you handle this Papa? what would you do here and they talk to me about their life now as they grow it now let me show you something I'm glad for that but I don't take that lightly because I'm making an impression on what they're doing now the rest of their life. And I better be right with God. Amen. And I'm not going to let ungodly person, people or, or, I wish they'd take California and cut it off show to it out in the ocean what I'm trying to say. Let's pray. Father, bless the coming hour in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe Hey, hey, get, hey, yeah. hey get him in my bed, Peter. Eighty-three. <laughs>